For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Coach, what do you what do you have to say about your uh, the play your offense tonight? Defense played well. Defense played well. Offense, we gotta we gotta step it up. We we didn't play indicative of, of who we are. We have so many weapons, but we fell short on several opportunities to get in the paint today. Thank God for the field goal unit. Uh, the defense were phenomenal. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 267 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users, rate and review the show and everyone. Go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And we are back in the booth, Ken Clark. Zoe, what's good, fellas? What up, D. C. What up, Zoe? What up, Tiger Nation? What up, Ken? What up, Super Producer Corey C? What up, the I Love family? Yes, sir, fellas. The finale of the Southern Heritage Classic, it has possibly, we don't know. We think it's, it finally came to an end, but this game, man, we've been talking about dominating, and we came out in week one and completely dominated those FAMU Rattlers, and we thought that we could look forward to the same type of performance every single week, but not so fast, my friend, right? This game... <laughs> It was like a throwback. I thought we were back in 2021, you know, the same script, right? Start slow, struggle, play with our food. Uh, defense saves the day, and we finally pull away in the end. The only difference is the special teams uh, carried us as well throughout the game. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't expecting that. But, hey, Coach Eddie George, like Prime, Coach Prime said at the end of the day, we probably sh- shouldn't be too shocked, especially considering how they played in game one. But uh, initial thoughts on this game? Well, for me, uh, you know, I really feel like, through the course of the game, I think we dominated. But, you know, I'm actually glad that we had this type of game. I think we're going to benefit from having this type of game. Um, but we uh, – I can't really say we look lethargic because we moved up and down the field. We just we did. did some uncharacteristic things on our own behalf. So I think we we, we had a good showing despite of. Uh, but I'm glad we had it because there, there's a teachable moment, things we can learn from, and – I think we'll be good going down later on within the season from having this type of game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think Zoe called it a character building game. I wasn't too um, happy about it because mm-hmm. I think my my expectations was I got that from our head coach. Man, we want to dominate, mm-hmm. and I saw opportunities for us to make a statement, and we left a lot of points on the board. And um, 
but I'm not going to be more frustrated than coaching the players. I know they're the ones. They, I'm pretty sure they, they, <laughs> they know they left a lot of meat on the bone last night, man. So um, my initial thoughts were just, it just seems like when one thing, one goofy thing starts to happen, it just kind of, it just kind of carry on, carries on. But I will say, man, um, just heck of a job by the defense. I mean, to, mm-hmm. I mean, to shut out another team, uh, another blue blood HBCU, another top program, uh, two weeks in a row, not give up a touchdown, and and, and even more impressive, they gave up their first three. They, they gave them three points on the first drive. So um, to not to, 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 to give a, completely shut them out after that is just super duper impressive. I think we got a lot of takeaways from this game. Um, maybe the quick turnaround, maybe the early uh, arrival in Memphis. We don't know, man. But uh, overall, games like that, you just want to win them, honestly. When you see it going that way, the goal is to just Al Davis that thing. Just win, baby. You got to get out of there with a win. So that was my initial reaction, but uh, a lot to take away from. And hopefully the, um, the coaches and the team will get it cleaned up we'll, progress towards gremlin yeah you know joe mentioned it you know we from a numbers from a stat standpoint we, we dominated this team we moved the ball up and down the field uh 418 yards of total offense it was pretty balanced 276 through the air 142 on the ground but obviously some unfortunate events uh throughout the game wouldn't allow us to cash in me personally i never i was never worried i was comfortable uh, confident the entire time they could not move the ball on us and we easily right. moved the ball up and down the field on them Obviously, a turnover here, things you know didn't work out, blocked field goal, unfortunate things. But I, I didn't think that would persist as long as it did. It persisted a little bit longer than I thought. But we have to start with uh, one that I think was the first turnover, the J.D. Martin fumble that was not a fumble, right? He was down. So, yeah, that that, that kind of started things off on, on a negative note. Yeah, um, yeah, he was down. Um, we actually saw the re- uh, review as well. I actually saw it today paused it and he was clearly down and you know the ball had already broken the plane but i really feel like in my own opinion i think that was their form of a makeup call for that targeting call that's what i truly believe because i feel like you know that was you know that that targeting call looking back really wasn't a targeting call and i just feel like this was a makeup for that because of how bad that that was but yeah man we 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 Outside of the score, we dominated this team. It wasn't even close. And, and again, Corey, to highlight what you just stated, the fact that they get this one big play on the first drive, which is the only big play they had for the entire game, and then after they make that big play, we buckle down, hold them three points, and they don't cross the 50 again but one more time the entire game. So defensively, we dominated. Offense, we we, we, we rolled up the yardage, but we just miscues. And everything that every miscue we had was self-imposed. And that's the thing that really makes you pull your hair out and not feel Ken's pain because Tennessee State did nothing to garner or cause a mistake on our behalf. So that's the thing that's frustrating. But, but yeah, we clearly dominated them. But does that make you pull your hair out? Would you rather it be uh, self-imposed because you know you can clean that up? Or would you rather it not be, right? When it's a, it's a personnel, I, I a personnel rather issue. Not. I'd rather it not be. I'd rather but then not it's probably be. a personnel issue. I'd rather not be because then it's, it's, it's two defenses, and and we could say that Tennessee State stepped up to the to stepped up to the plate, and their defense caused us to miscues. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's just the the the, the balance of of having a, a tough game and a tough opponent. You know what I mean? But all our concerns went out the way for me at least. I can't speak for Ken on the first drive because I saw then we're going to manhandle these dudes, and we did. 
But knowing so, that we got to the red zone time after time and time again, and we came up short to our own detriment was so frustrating. I think the thing that for me, I was the same way, Corey. I never felt like we were gonna lose the game. I just was the thing that was concerning was the consistent undisciplined. Me and Zoe talk about consistent discipline all the time. And yeah. Zoe, hey, y'all know how I am, man. I, I like, I want disciplined football. When you break it down, Coach Prime say, smart, tough, fast, disciplined with character. Okay. I think we hit probably two out of the five. I think we played tough. I think we played fast. But we didn't play smart. We didn't play disciplined. And we can't show them play with character. So I think, um, but I didn't feel that. So, you know, the J.D. Martin uh, touchdown, listen, man, I understand that it was he was down, um, but you got to hold on to the football. If you hold on to the football, they can't make um, up the call. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the call going either way. Um, the targeting calls, though, I, I disagree with that. By the rule, which is a it's a it's a funky rule, they actually got that call right. I don't like the call, but according to the rule. The new rule is you can't lead out with the crown of the helmet in the direction of the upper region of the body. And based off that, I don't know what you can, what you expect a young man to do, but mm -hmm. it's a rule that just kind of put them in. Do he turn his head sideways? Do he go in and, and bump him with his shoulder? But the way that he went in, it, that's that's old school football. If I was playing football, I would I'd be kicked out every game because that's the way he tackled. But according to the rule, uh, they got it right. They reviewed it and they 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 stuck by it. So. Um, I don't know why they would have to make up a call that they missed, but, but you know, we can get into the reps, but I think if we take care of what we take care of, then we don't have to worry about the ref doing what we do. The self-inflicted is what was, what was frustrating to me. All the self-inflicted, uh, unforced errors, it just seems like we lack focus, we lack discipline, and um, I fully expect the coaching staff to address that, and I expect the team to come out and play um, – much better uh, going forward. And I do agree with you on one point. I would much rather get that game out of the way early than to have to wait late into the season when you get bored from dominating everybody. I think now they leave out of that game a little bit more humble um, mm -hmm. and, and they go and they, they buckle down and they don't because 59 to three will make you feel like we Superman now, you know. Now you go 16 to three, it's like, mm -hmm. all right, we got to get locked in on what the coaches are saying. So hopefully that's the reaction from it. And, then we see some domination again on Saturday versus Grambling. We'll be in the bet, by the way. And, and Corey, I'd be remiss the, to bring up that first fumble by J.D. Martin. We have mm -hmm. to remember, he came in to replace Santee Marshall, who had just fumbled. just fumbled. Mm -hmm. That's what made that fumble so frustrating. It's like yes. his teammate just fumbled. He just put the ball on the ground, which we lucked up to get that ball back. Yeah. And uh, it's only one ball on the field, man. And, you, and if you got it in your hands, you got to protect it. Got to protect it like the baby. But but that leads me into my next point. Obviously, the fumble by Santee that uh, got JD in the, the game, and then the the fumble by JD that technically wasn't a fumble that brought in Savion Wilkinson, a person we've been waiting on, waiting to see. Talk about a spark plug for us. Sixty three big yards in the first half, finished with eighty one. Yeah. But he 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 showed us that he's everything that we had been anticipating. Shaq said it on our preview show. We talked about who's that guy who won't be in the starting lineup on day one, but by the end of the season, he will be a staple in that starting lineup. And I, what he showed, he, he definitely can be a guy who, who can carry the rock for us. Man, look, I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I'm going to sound like Coach Weeks talking about Jeremiah Williams right now. Coach Trippin, he needs going to be starting. <laughs> I mean, man, look, 
Savion looked apart. And I got to give Shaq another uh, another another point. Shaq said that boy can catch that ball out the backfield. That's another thing. Shaq said it. And that's he that's did. a he huge looked, bonus. And, and, and he looked good doing it. Looked like a natural. But, man, look, yards after contact. Man, he showed some great man. That I think it was the second or the third run where he man he thought he was gonna go down and he carried some guys without the help of the mm-hmm. linemen. He, mm-hmm. he man he he played with some vigor. Man, he played with an attitude. Um, he's a he's a he's a pocket rocket Walter Payton. Not to steal Warren Newman's thunder, but he's a miniature Walter Payton out there. And we went to him on fourth down once and he converted, which was huge. Yes, sir, definitely. Hey, y'all know how I feel about running backs, man. And know my type. I think he fit the prototypical type that I do love. I've been, I know I did say um he was gonna be a, a big spark plug. I, I wasn't, I think we all kind of was thinking by game three that we would see Savion mm-hmm. probably start. I think Shaq might have said that. I mean, um, but I hey listen, you know, it was it was Tito's job to lose. I mean, anytime you're a starter, you earn that spot. So um, the fastest way to lose a, a, a position is to, is to, is to, you know, unforced errors on your part, and um, you can't give the ball away. So the worst thing to happen if you play sports, I, I've been in a situation personally where I didn't play very well, and, and the person behind me got in, played extremely well, and I never saw that position again. So it mm-hmm. happens to the best of us. So um, I, I, a game like this, in, a, in a, where, where the elements is, is gloomy. Uh, you need a physical runner. I do feel like the two fumbles by his two predecessors affected how he ran the ball because Savion was running that thing like it ain't nowhere in the world. I'm gonna fumble. He mm-hmm. was toting that thing like all stop, man. He was <laughs> he wasn't letting that ball get away from him. But like you said, Corey, uh, great point, man. Uh, I would love to see him go to him a little bit more. I think sometimes I'm getting red zone. You gotta just ride it, ride that wave, and, and get out of that shotgun. Give it back to give it to your house. But trust the coaches and what they saw. Happy that Savion has emerged to be everything that they said he was. And I'm happy he's in the Jack State Tiger uniform. I am too. And you mentioned him catching the ball. I want to get your thoughts on Shadour and his performance, obviously, especially coming after that big game that he had against FAMU. He spread the ball around again, double-digit receivers. I think it was 11 on the day. I was shy of 300 yards, only one touchdown. Shane Hooks came up big with nine big receptions. So, again, he showed that he continued to uh, spread the ball around. But what was your take on how he performed against Tennessee State? Against Tennessee State, I think Shadour would have had a carbon copy of last week if not for the drops. You know, yep. and and also uh, to to add what I mentioned earlier, character building game for him as well. You know, uh, whenever you have a dominant team, especially when they tend to, let's say we do win this game yesterday, fifty nine three as well, and we're constantly dominating teams. You don't know how you're going to be when you have success and you don't have any adversity for that success. It's kind of hard to know how you're going to be when somebody punch you in the mouth. You know, or what have happened if we get down in the game? You see what I'm saying? Because we never had that resistance. But we got there with Tennessee State. I think he got shooken up on the targeting call, but my man bounced back. You see what I'm saying? He showed some He showed some courage. He showed some moxie. He showed some strength. He showed toughness. And, again, he stood there. And you know what? The line didn't play up to standard this game as opposed to the first game. But, again, Shadur being able to move. I think he was sacked, what, three times, you guys? Mm-hmm. I think he was sacked three times. But being on the move, looking downfield, hitting guys, you know what I'm saying, and, and again, just having drops or the, getting catches and having fumbles. So it was contagious. 
the way we were playing on offense. But right. Shadur stood there. And again, if not for the drops, I honestly think if you look at the 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 deep of the the depth of some of these passes, I think Shadur actually have a four hundred yard passing game if he gets all you these completions. Think so? Without question. You think so, Ken? Yeah, he had fourteen yeah, completions. I, I actually, it was along with to, uh, Dallas Daniels. Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. I was going to say that I think Shador's stats, I think he did what he does. I mean, in a game like that, um, where the weather holds, I mean, it feels a little, little wet. You didn't think that. We all thought it was probably going to rain, so I was happy to see that it wasn't raining and he could still air it out. I think the thing that affected him was drops, like you said. I think Shador had four touchdowns and he got over 400 yards if 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 those passes are completed. He got two drops and then he had one touchdown that was negated by a penalty. By a penalty, and if he if we if we get that push on the line, he's he's got five total touchdowns. He got one rushing and he got four passes. So I think the 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 things that we talked about, the mishaps, is what affected that game. Uh, but I like Zoe's point, man. Another character building game. I like what he had to say about it. Um, I feel like they were prepared for it. It just got like he said, we we got to just execute and make the play uh, when our numbers are called and. Um, I thought he did. I thought he had a pretty, pretty good game. He didn't give the ball to the other team. So for that, you can be, you know, and he hadn't done that in two games. So mm-hmm. do we expect him to be 17 for 17 every game? No, nah, it's hard to do that. But I will say one last thing, that first drive before he had that overthrow, he was clicking. He was, he was, I think he was what, six for six maybe. Um, yes. And I was impressed with Bartoloni, coach Bartoloni going out and, and, and not running the ball out the gate, just, Straight, straight airing it out. I like to see that. So um, it was a nice little change up. But Shador did his thing, man. He just needed a little bit more help from his teammates to get the stats up to uh, first game stats. And he's he's fast approaching 100 attempts without an interception. So mm-hmm. one of the few quarterbacks in the country to to, to reach that stat. Right. <laughs> so you said the offensive line didn't play up to standard. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. What is the standard? Like what? Which which? Week one or week two, what's the real offensive line? Because it's such a small sample size. So I, well, someone the, may say, well, they played over their head in game one. So this is the true offensive line. So how do you well, know that this wasn't up to stand? I, I, I would say according to what the the CEO of this team states, and that is we're, we're here to dominate, and we did not dominate the D-line. So we can sit here and say, you know, we play above the head. Well, no, because, again, the call has been made. Dominate. Dominate means we're going to have a game without any sacks. Shador's not going to have that many pressures. He's going to be clean. Last time I checked, you saw the end of that game, his dirty one clean. And he damn sure would sit on the sideline with his jury on. So, again, you know what I mean? So, that way, no, we didn't dominate. So, no, they didn't play up the standard. The standard is to dominate. Dominate as an individual, man per man, dominate the man in front of you. And Shador was under quite a bit of pressure last night. They played good. They they play. I would say I would give them a C. They were average, but we didn't play up to even the standard what we had the previous week. And fam, you was perceived as a tougher opponent. And Tennessee State just they came with it, did a few things. So we got to go back to the drawing board, as my man Ken would say. Practice is going to be very interesting tomorrow, <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. I bet practice was interesting today. Hey, you're right. <laughs> Forgive me. But let me say this though. Um, uh, you know, you never want to do anything as a line that's going to cost you points. You know, the the mishaps. You, you definitely want to um, – it's one thing to have it to happen. It's a whole other thing uh, to take points off the board because we didn't do what we needed to do. 
Um, the other thing was is that I think we can throw that out there, but I think we can throw uh, the the fam use defensive line better than Tennessee State statement out the window. Tennessee State got a serious defensive line. That team was extremely physical, and even I had that wrong because I I wasn't too impressed with the Eastern Washington game. But I tell you right now, man, that that team last night that we played against, man, um, was extremely physical, and that D line was was getting some really good push. And they won at the point of attack a lot of times. So, I mean, you know, a C, C plus, you know, B minus, maybe, you know, um, that's, that's, that's a grade you can give them. But to Corey, to your point, um, I agree with Zoe. The standard is to dominate. The standard is to, um, to be more of like game one, where you have those moments. Did we have some uh, mishaps in, in game one? I'm sure we did. Are we going to be flawless every game? We, we, Probably won't, but but that's the expectation. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. At the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, we still had over a hundred yards rushing, and we should have had over three hundred yards passing. So you can't, you know, they 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 did. There was a couple of plays where you could say maybe Shador prolonged the play a little bit. Maybe did he did he did he did he start seeing? Did he get happy feet? Is that on the line? I mean, a line can only block for so long before they start getting holding. I think Shadow thinks he can make a play out of yeah. nothing because he is uh, unfazed yeah. when he's under pressure and he's ten yards back behind the line of scrimmage. I think he can get it. He thinks he can get out of any situation. Usually he does, but it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, overall, just a yeah average game, man. But I I, I think the expectation is game one and beyond. Mm-hmm. So on the defensive side, another dominant performance man it's becoming the, an expectation for us to shut teams out and for teams just to not be able to move the ball on us i mean this is unprecedented you just don't see this even you know whenever we say alabama on the show people oh here they go alabama no not comparing jack state to alabama but from a, a dominant standpoint as dominant as they are you know i don't see them consistently keeping teams out of the end zone their opponents usually score a touchdown or, or two on them this past weekend, I, we don't even get in that game, but you know, you know what I mean. So this team is keep, not only keeping teams out of the end zone; teams are having trouble getting first downs. Teams are having trouble crossing the fifty-yard line. This team had eight sacks, four by Niles Gaddy. I, 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 what else can we say about the defense? And that's why I wasn't worried, right? My mom, who's not a big you know, football fan, but she doesn't understand the game, but she's watching it and she's worried. Man, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm like, mom, look, notice this: we're moving the ball up and down. We, we, yeah, we're not punching it in. Right. We, we need to score points, but we can easily move the ball up and down the field on them. But they can't move it on us. Notice this. And once she saw a few series, she's like, you're right. You're right. They can't move the ball on us, but we can move it on them. So Dennis Thurman, A plus again. I tell you guys what, man. Uh, it's a made up stat by me, but it applies. We've only allowed in two games our opponent to cross the 50 yard line three times. We're average giving it up three points a game. So that's a point every time they cross the 50. That's what our defense is doing. We're giving up a point each possession they cross the 50. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, and, and we speak too earlier. We, we we spoke to Ken, you know, a while back about, you know, well, who's going to fill this role for, for James Houston, right? You, you know, you don't want to call and say, hey, Niles Gaddy's going to my dark horse. But I've been high on Niles Gaddy too. And right now he's leading the, he's leading the conference in sacks. And we also said, man, this is going to be spread around. Man, we play so many guys on the back end it's and at so safety weird. and at linebacker. It, it ain't even funny. It's hard to keep up with the players coming in and it out is. of the game. It's hard. And everybody is contributing. 
I got to say this, and I'm going to let you go, Ken. Jeremiah Williams balled out against Tennessee State. He balled out. And this kid didn't even play last year. Yeah, I was happy to see him, too. Keep going. He he balled out this game. We try our best to warn everybody who could get an earshot of what we're saying about this defense. And, we Ken, we said it earlier, Corey, hey, this defense will be better than last year's defense. Yes, I know it sounds like hyperbole. The defense that led the nation in sacks, that was uh, one of the best on third down percentage. I mean, this defense has so far lived up to the litmus test in two games against two tough opponents. Now you got Gremlin coming in, and I'm even more excited to see what we'll do against a, a heavy rushing attack that we'll play, you know, coming up this next game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what can you say, man? A team that hasn't given up in two games, you play two, um, I would say, top-tier uh, HBCU programs. Both of those programs was was got top 25 votes mm-hmm. um, in consideration in the FCS polls. Both uh, teams were expected uh, to be pretty good this year. And for Jackson State to hold both of those teams scoreless, no touchdowns in two games, it's hard to do that, man. Very hard to do that. Um, I'll say this though, to according to your point, <laughs> to the Alabama reference, Alabama didn't look too, too too hot on Saturday, man. And I was asking this question while watching that game. I said, man, I hope we don't have a because it's mm-hmm. rare to see a Nick Saban team that undisciplined make that many mistakes. And then you watch us play the, the game on Saturday, and it's like, oh my gosh, we look <laughs> we look just so for that. Reason I say we did look just like Alabama, but anyway, the defense. Um, I'm a fan of the amoeba style, man. I know Corey, that's that might not be you know, I, I kind of like the, the the interchange and the moving around, and the, it's, it looked like organized chaos, man. And you don't know at one point, um, yes. like you, I think we talked, you got two defensive linemen, you got five on the line, two rush, three drop back. You got Joker switching, you don't know, it, it's, oh, it's confusing, man. Six DBs, so, seven DBs out there. But I tell you, man, like moms, like you telling moms, man, look, it got to a point where I was just like, I was just happy to see the defense go back. I was getting so frustrated with the mistakes, man. I was like, man, just put the defense back out there. They, hopefully they'll get some points. <laughs> I was hoping the defense get a strip sack mm-hmm. or a pick six or something. I know, right? And they was playing just that well. So uh, let's be real. In two games, fellas, in two games, our defense has scored more touchdowns than Sam, you, and Timothy State on Combined. 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 14 points. So that hat, hat goes off to um, 21 points, actually. We scored three tugs. Uh, the block field goal, I mean, the block punt, the fumble for the fumble. For, okay, uh, I, I was, uh, was counting that as special teams. I got you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. That is true. That is true. That was, that's right. One special teams and two two defense. But, no, man, hats off to uh, Coach uh, Dennis Thurman. I mean, he got that team prepared. And, um, man, look. I think you're going to see much more of that. I think they're going to be at home in the vet. They don't have to travel. Hey, starting on the road ain't easy. To start two home games, True. two cla- two big True. classics. Um, I like something that Kevin Coleman said, and, and, and he was like, hey, man, I think we might have been thinking about the first game a little too much. You had a quick early week, and then this was a good game to, to where the big players show up, made big plays, and I think the players are going to take away from that. Practice this week. We kind of was moving slow. We were still thinking about last game, worrying about last game. We came through practice week slow. We finished practice week good, though. But we had to fight through adversity. Uh, I like fighting through adversity. This when the real players show up. Big-time players like big-time players and big-time games. Defense himself, 
you listen to Niles Gaddy, that team is locked in, man. And and you, you go back to them them videos of Coach Thurman challenging that defense. Everybody showed up. Everybody showed up yesterday. Yeah. It was impressive. I think it's gonna carry on as the season goes. <clears throat> the depth of this defense. We don't have to name the guys who are out. We did it last week and who are not playing, but. And we continue to rotate guys in and out. I want to say, are are we literally three units deep in terms of quality players who could compete in the SWAC? Meaning our third string defensive unit could be a factor in the SWAC if it was a starting unit. At full strength. At full strength. Because we're not not nearly at full strength. Travis Hunter didn't even play. very Corey, much so. uh, we can make a starting lineup out of the players that didn't play. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they that didn't, didn't even suit up. It's, it's amazing. Or that suited up but, but didn't get in the game for whatever reason. There you well, go. Let, let me add a little caveat. Not only will we take the backups and start a whole and have another start a starting lineup, but they'll be easily top three defense in the sweat. <laughs> and they're sitting out. Or or I don't want to say too much on Tiger. I don't want to reveal too much on Tiger Talk. Or we don't know their names yet. Or people don't know their names yet. How about that? They, they yeah, they don't. We do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. It, it, anyway, fellas. Three deep, three deep is safe to say. Three deep uh, comfortably is safe to say uh, at every position, I would say. I mean, I was that's 33 total players. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that assessment. So – what, and this is not to throw anybody under the bus from last season, any of our special teams players, any of our kickers, but just a, a black and white question. Do we win this uh, this game last season if – and I say last season because Mr. Automata wasn't on the team. So do we – he scored 10 points for us. Do we win this game last season as we were constructed with no Automata? With Automata, with last year's constructed team, were undefeated in my in my estimation. No, no, no. You're not you're not getting my question. No. Thank you. The, you, 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 you understand my question. What I'm saying is, do we win this game without Automata? No. No. Situationally, situationally, we're not in a good situation. We three zero going into halftime in this last year. Yeah. In my honest opinion, uh, arguably, we could be easily be three. It could be three three. It'd be three zero. Instead, it was six to three. Like I said, the block punt, I mean the block field goal, that was on us. We missed an assignment, um, and it should have been nine to three. But instead, it was it was six to three. But to your question, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's I think based off of what we we was under fifty percent on field goals made. We was even close to fifty percent on extra points made. So. I, I don't. I don't see how I can sit here and comfortably say with a game where you need your field goal kicker to make three field goals. He was three for four, like I said, including a block. But the field goal, the kicks that he got up, he made them. I, I, yeah. I don't think anybody that's, that's in entire nation would agree that that would have been that way last year. So we don't. We don't have to single anybody out or throw anybody under the bus. But we've definitely upgraded at the kicking position. We appreciate Alejandro Automata. Automata. <laughs> No, no, without question. And, and you're right, Corey. I, I was think I was saying answering that question in reverse. I was basically saying that if right. we have Mata last year, okay. we're undefeated. You said we beat ULM without him. Most definitely. I mean, South Carolina State, that's a whole different discussion. I don't think it was a field goal kicker, but regular season. I get you. 
He was named the game MVP by the Southern Heritage Classic. So great job, you know, true freshman man coming in making an impact. Yeah, man. Good old senior. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, who else stood out uh, in terms of uh, you know if we want to give out some game balls? We talked about Savion. We talked about Niles Gaddy. Who are some other names that stood out? Well, for me, I would say um, I'm gonna say Shane Hooks, but you know we had a, you know, had a major fumble. Yeah, nine catch, but he had that fumble, man. We we're driving to the red zone again. It would prove costly. Um, but I'm I'm gonna give my. It's only one play, man, but it was a huge play for the time. I'm gonna give my game ball to Willie Game. You know, and 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 then to see, and then to see what he actually did on the sideline leading up to that play. You know, convincing you know, Coach TC Taylor to say, "Hey, I'm the guy. Depend on me. I can step up and make a play right now and put this game out of reach." And then to go out right there and there and do it to seal that game. And he's a newcomer at that. I'm gonna give my game ball to him. I know it's easy to go with Niles Gaddy because he was dominant, but you know, I'm, I'm you know newcomer man. I'm gonna I'm go ahead and give it to Willie Games. Now he said about everybody, man. He touched on Shane Hooks. Those are the highlights of the game. Um, I think when you, I mean, just reiterating what he said, I mean, we touched on Savion, you know, Savion was that dude, but I'm going to go with an un, I'm going to go with somebody that y'all probably ain't going to think uh, about. I'm going to go with Sam Johnson and I'm going to go okay. with Sam Johnson for a reason because Sam Johnson did a really good job of, of keeping the field. Um, now, granted, if we make the play on one of those plays, we should have made it the way we pinned them on the inside. But that field position, uh, the special teams unit, man, just as a whole, this was a special teams victory, man. Mm-hmm. It was from a field go- a field position standpoint, from a – I mean, every time we, we were punting, I felt really good about it because we had a couple – we got one punt where we – and it should have been a safety, by the way, but – yeah. Anyway, uh, the point is, is that I'm gonna go with say because I, I mean we talked about Savion, we talked about hooks. You mentioned Willie Gaines. Uh, I, I want to highlight the special teams unit. We talked about Mata because he, he played the game, but I'm gonna go with Johnson, man, because I, I'm gonna just you know show some more love to the to that to that 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 three headed kicking monster, man, with with Baser kicking off on on. on He's doing the kickoff duties and Mata's kicking the field goals and Sam Johnson. Anytime we have to punt, man, that's a weapon right there. Zoe said that. I mean, that that, that that young man is a weapon. So think about it like this, fellas. Going forward, anytime we need to punt, anytime we need to flip the field, we got the right person at, on the job to do that, man. And, and I thought he did a really good job of keeping them picked up back in their own territory. Now that defense can go out there and do what they do because they got a whole lot of green behind them, and they was able to uh, really uh, <clears throat> apply some pressure and then and get the ball back for our team. Because we always started in good field position, if y'all noticed mm-hmm. that. A lot of that has to do with yep. punters putting them in, 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 in bad position. Then when they punt, we might get a kick return, but we were starting at, on an average of 40 close to the 50-yard line or even across the 50-yard line. We just couldn't convert. Okay, I, I gotta give it to you too. I definitely think about it like that, but I, I love what you stated. You know, this was a special teams victory. When you said that, you know, you're right. That's exactly what it was. No doubt, no doubt. Fellas, this is uh as we stated at the beginning of the show, this is uh possibly or probably 
at least for now, this is the end of the Southern Heritage Classic in terms of Jackson State participating. Obviously, uh, you know, this has been a, a tradition that we used to always we've always looked for going to Memphis every year, but it's coming to an end. So just like, let's reflect on this series, uh, some of your fondest memories or just some of the games or moments that have stood out in this series. Well, for me, man, I got to be honest, I remember going to the last game in Nashville. I also remember going to the first Her- Southern Heritage Classic and, you know, it's not good. The history is not good for me. It hasn't been kind because mm-hmm. I got to remind everybody when we started the Southern Heritage Classic, we were up on Tennessee State in this series by about eight games. We were dominating. And Tennessee State's a blue blood. We were dominating them in the series. And, you know, you go into 2000, that was the apex or the beginning or the genesis of our worst stretch in Jack State football history. And so in that time, we always played them close and we just have so many games in that series. We will play them close. We'll come out on the short end of the stick. But, you know, we end up making the decision to, you know, hire a coach that remained nameless. And you guys know the rest of the history. And we just kind of we to, to, to give you an example to go from 91 to now and we will lead by nine games. And to know that we gave up that whole entire lead pretty much tells you <laughs> what the history of the classic has been like for us. So. We've had some successes. You know, we had the change of the game with 9-11, pushed the game back to November. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have the, you know, you know, we had the game where uh, Tennessee State was ranked uh, in the top five when they had uh, Leon Murray, and we got destroyed. Uh, but we have some success in this uh, in this uh, rivalry as well. So I miss going to the game. I miss Memphis, uh, but, you know, on one and upward, man. Jack State's moving in a new direction, moving on to bigger and better things, and rewriting our history man so i look forward to see what we got in the future but you know enjoy the while it lasts yeah uh respect to uh the memphis 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 listen respect <laughs> to memphis. but let me say it like this i'm happy it's over with um jackson state is not in memphis and neither is tennessee state uh i would absolutely love to, to, to get tennessee state in a home and home so Jackson State, we can go to Nashville. Nashville is a booming, booming, booming city. Mm-hmm. Um, that revenue needs to come into the city of Jackson. So I am ecstatic that the, that the Southern Heritage Classic is coming to an end, if that be the case, because this is going to give us schedule flexibility. It always felt like no matter what, when we were scheduling, we always had that game sitting in the middle of the schedule that would either, it would either minimize us and make us have four home games, or we in years where we could have had five, we can only have four. And on years where we can only have five, now we can have six. So, uh, but as far as the memories, I would say one of my best moments in, at the Southern Harris Classic when Casey Terrio, White Tiger, was playing quarterback. And we, we went down in a hostile environment. They were a pretty good team. And that was one of the first times we had won in quite a while, like to Zoe's point. Um, we were losing quite a bit. Um, and I didn't make every trip to Memphis. After a while, it got stale on me, and I just basically – I would just skip that game uh, for probably another game or whatnot. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the Southern Heritage Classic would be fine. They, they, they can continue it on or whatever they want to do with it, but um, I like what Coach Prime said. You know, it's all about good business and making sure that, you know, everything is in the right – in the best interest for the players and, and, and the institution. Uh, in, in the end. So 
I mean, a, a long 30 something year classic, but I am not pro classic. I am pro home game. So <laughs> pro I'm, Jackson I'm State. Pro, I'm pro yes, Jackson sir. State. Whatever the best Jackson I'm, State. Yeah, man. I, I really do. Tennessee State as an opponent, I, I love it. You know? Right, right. Let's get that home and home jumped off so we can get But we can cut Jackson. out the middleman. We don't need the middleman. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down about it. So, um, that's that's my that's my take on that, man. Looking forward to seeing what the the future schedules are going to look like. I'm excited about that. Also, I was going to touch on that too. I mean, you know, getting out of the classic, we've heard the chatter about Jackson State not playing these perceived tough teams. Well, now getting out of this classic opened up a, a game available now to schedule a perceived tough game or tough mm-hmm. opponent that people may want to see us play. Definitely. Definitely. My uh, fondest memory in the classic, it was, I want to say 2000 internet stadium expectancy uh, TC Taylor at the helm as he had been the previous week and the surprise uh, Robert, Robert Kent getting to yes, start sir. this, the freshman and uh, man, that game was, was memorable, but I, I'll tell you, obviously got the, we, we got the win, but I'll tell you one reason why it stood out. Obviously that's when uh, Kent, Kent became the starter, you know, four year, we know the history of Kent, but I remember obviously, you know, TC Taylor was replaced the quarterback in this game. I want to say it kept going into overtime. I know we, every, nobody could make a field goal and we finally won it at the end. But for whatever reason, when we, when we won it, I, I, my eyes were, were on uh, TC Taylor on the sideline. And I just remember him running to catch Kent, to chase Kent down and congratulate him and hug him. And I was like, wow, here's a guy who for all intents and purposes lost his job. We didn't know if he would, because at this point he wasn't a wide receiver. He's now he's the mm-hmm. backup quarterback. And based on that performance, you know, you could see that Kent is probably the guy, you know, obviously he was raw, had a lot to work on, but, but you saw the potential. So there was definitely a, a chance that TC Taylor would never get that job back. And we didn't know he could play wide receiver. So this guy who could become a backup, but he seemed happier than anybody for Kent. So that told me a lot about TC Taylor, and his character. And I'm not surprised he's doing such a great job just as a coach and as a mentor, but that, that definitely really stood out to me. That was a good one, Corey. I totally forgot about it. That's a great one right there. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Hey, hey he, right. had, he had that question in the bag, so he can drop that one on us, man. He yeah, did. I totally forgot about it, man. <laughs> I, I thought of it when I asked when I asked you guys. I thought about it. Normally, I ask you the question and I don't answer, so I, I wasn't <laughs> planning on answering. But it hit me when you guys started. When you said Casey Terrio, I started thinking about Ken. Obviously, those two are almost synonymous. Really? Did a show with him where they came together, brought them together. They met for the first time. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, uh, viewers, go back and check yeah, it out really if you haven't seen it. But that's why I thought about great it. Great show. Yeah. All right, the vet. Pack the vet. Pack the vet. Home game. I can't wait. What, what, what are we looking at? 50,000, 60,000 on the, I don't mean just for the first game, but on averaging, Ken, you get it to 50,000 this year? I, I got us averaging 55K. I absolutely feel like this game is going to be north of 55K. Grambling got them a, a very convincing win against Northwestern State. Yeah. Over in Shreveport, so they're gonna walk, they're gonna come in the vet with their chest, their head high, and their chest stuck out. That's oh man, want. I want them to come come on to the vet with your confidence high. I, 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 so when they, if they, I didn't want them to be 0 and 2 because I felt like if they would have got a win with Hugh Jackson versus Deion Sanders for the first time, now you're gonna see them come to Jackson. You're gonna see them come, uh, probably, I think they're gonna, they're gonna come, maybe they bring 15,000. I don't know, maybe they bring 15,000. But I think if they bring fifteen thousand, we can bring 50. we can bring forty. I know, I know we can bring at least forty. So and, and maybe more than that. I'm really projecting fifty eight thousand for this game <clears throat> because it, it, it wasn't so much that Gremlin won is how they look, how they the way they looked and how they won, plus the opponent they were playing. 
knowing that it's leading up to this game. Also, it was a great just position from the first game. So they saw growth because, again, your biggest changes from week one to week two, and they saw that growth in week two, and they exploded, you know, say in one quarter as well. Also, Gremlin's going to bring some fans, but you're also going to have a lot of novice fans coming to this game. Absolutely. And so that's why I believe this right game there. is going to stretch at no no less than 58,000, and I'm here for it. I'm excited. I won't be able to sleep on Friday. I will be there with Bill's on. Hey, man, I'll be in Jackson Friday morning, man. We got a lot of uh, people that's new to the HBCU space that's coming. We got a tailgate, 1400 Club tailgate popping off. We got a lot going on, man. It's first home game. Everybody's going to be at least at that one. And then you got Grambling coming to town. So, you know, the G, the G men. And we haven't beat them at home since when, Zoe Historian? 1999. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, we when Coach Prime took over his first game that he doesn't account, doesn't consider a real game because it was the spring, right? But it was a game. We went to Gremlin, and at that point, we hadn't beaten him in, at Gremlin, and it was a while as well, right? Same. About 16 years. So we got to do the same, definitely. All right, fellas, we will see you in Jackson Tiger Talk. We'll definitely do something. We'll you know be together. We know Tiger Talk, the crew, we're all over. That's a great thing, uh, the ironic thing about Tiger Talk. Everyone's coming from you know different states, not, not in Jackson. So it's rare for us to all be together at the same time. So looking forward to this weekend, guys. Yeah, one yes, more sir. thing, Corey, though, before we get out of here, um, had an um, alum hit me up and said, when y'all go on your show, make sure you tell Tiger Nation October the 8th, man, make sure you go get your tickets for the Alabama State game. And this was somebody called me and said, make sure you put it out there because they use the same system we use, Corinzo, and that's their homecoming. So those tickets are going to be selling pretty quickly. So make sure I just wanted to throw that out there for those that I know we got our, our home games coming up this Saturday. But he was saying, don't wait until you get down the road to try to get that game because it is their homecoming. And he specifically made mention of October the 8th versus Alabama State in Montgomery. Go ahead on, go to the website, and go ahead and start buying them tickets for them away games too. I just thought I'd throw that in there before we got out. Appreciate Say less. it. All right, good stuff. All right, fellas, we will see you in Jacktown. Let's go. Let's get it. Go Tigers. Go Tigers, DLO. And that'll do it for episode 267 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Video, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I believe. Hashtag pack the vet. Hashtag the I love.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.